0: Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding after abuse. I come to you at the end of 2022. It is very hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that we are here. How do we get here? When I look back over this past year and I see all the things that happened all the things that we um, accomplished together, all the ways that we grew and healed and learned, a year is a long time. But it also feels in many ways like we were just here. We were just here. How is it already the end of another year? And so even though it's a couple of days past Christmas, I would like to speak to some things that I experienced And then this can just be something I use in the future to help people prepare for next Christmas. But before we get into all that, I just want to give you the opportunity to jump on to heatherelisabeth.org, my website, and take advantage of some year-end specials. So if you are like me, you like a good deal. I love a good deal. And so I'm offering a couple of things for the next few days. Um... Just because, because I like to save people money and I know that most of us are in a place of needing to pinch our pennies and most of what I do inside of my group and this podcast and my blog and all those things are free, free content. I just want to give, 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 pour into, pour into. And yet there are some things that I offer for a fee to help sustain the work that I do. And so you can grab the Held and Healed Holiday Workshop for just $20.22. So if you just go to heatherelizabeth.org, all the offerings are at the top. Just click on the Held and Healed Holiday Help Workshop. You can also, for just a couple more days, grab the Rebuilding Finances course for $48. That is going to go up in price because throughout the year, I'm gonna be adding a lot of content to it and it's just gonna be worth So much more than $48, but I did it for this year for my 48th birthday. I did it in honor of that. And so we have covered um, several different topics so far with more coming. I myself had to learn to support myself financially. I was a stay-at-home homeschool mama for 20 plus years, and I did not have a resume or a degree or lots of like life experience, career experience to fall back on. And so even amidst chronic illness that very much limits how much I can work, I have developed multiple income streams. and I just share some of those tips and the things that have helped me. I am not a business coach and I don't want to be a business coach. That's not my lane. But what I'm doing is sharing from my own experience of, oh my gosh, how am I going to make it? How am I gonna make meet, ends meet. Many women stay in very difficult circumstances and situations just for this reason because we don't know how we're going to support ourselves. And I want to be just an encourager and an empowerer of, of women. And even if you are someone who feels called to be a stay-at-home homeschool mom, I applaud that. I love that. I celebrate that. That is the one thing I don't regret. However, having income that you are creating from home is, is just wise for so many reasons. So even if you're choosing to stay home find ways to create income streams. So that course is available for a couple more days for $48 and then it will increase in price. I have dropped substantially, substantially dropped the price of the Safer Spaces Summit. And if you um, recall, I'm gonna pull this up so I can show you all the different speakers because I always forget someone if I don't do this. So Safer Spaces Summit is a great resource for anyone who is a helper of people. If you work in any capacity with people, hello, who doesn't? This is for you. This is to expose the realities of abuse within faith communities, okay? That reality, the statistics to share that, but then also to share stories of survivors and then to give solutions for addressing this. So let me pull up our lineup of speakers. This is, I believe somewhere between 10 and 12 hours of content. It was a labor of love that I created. And now you can get this for a very reduced rate. Gretchen Baskerville talks about the life-saving divorce. Cindy Burrell's session is 10 things to know when addressing abuse. Rebecca Davis, untwisting scriptures. I take on the topic of resources, 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 because everybody knows that's what I do. Joy Forrest talks about abuse and trauma and the effects of that. Clara Hinton shares from the perspective of pastor's wives who are enduring abuse, which is a very common reality, and we need to address that. We need to talk about that. Dale and Faith Ingram, sexual abuse within faith communities and how to combat that. Sarah McDougall shares about the 13 patterns and systems of abuse, and if you follow me Regularly, you know that she has now um, updated that to 18 forms of abuse, which is just horrific. But knowing and becoming aware and knowing what we are battling is a huge step in the battle and the healing recovery journey. So being able to recognize those forms of abuse, see specific examples of each one. And Neil Shorey talks about safety first. He comes from a pastor's perspective as someone who wishes he had known things back when he was handling a very well-known case. And if I knew then what I know now type perspective. And I have dropped that price considerably. There was a substantial amount of cost that went into putting together an event of that caliber. Every speaker needed to be paid, and is worthy of their pay for sure. I'm now offering it at a $50 tier and $100 tier for an individual. So if you have $50, pay that. If you have 100 and you can contribute to the continuation of things like this, go for it. If you would like to show this to your staff at church or work or wherever, if you're a medical practice, this would be very good information for medical people, first responders, responders, cetera, I can give you a discounted group rate based on how many people would be consuming that content. So just message me if you need that. Also, the last couple days to get the Held and Healed retreat with special guest Sarah McDougall. She's going to come and be our keynote speaker this year. This is our third retreat for Held and Healed. And if you purchase your ticket by December 31st, you will get the early bird special and then it's going to go up. So please grab, um, honor, Pro- sorry, not honor project. That was the next thing on my list. Um uh, heatherelizabeth.org. Just go to that website, click on those links. If any of those things interest you, grab them now while they are extra, extra reduced. And, um, the final thing is, if you have year-end giving, please consider honor project movement. We have done, so much in a short time. We were just officially launched in the month of June and the amount of things that we have been able to accomplish. Um, I'm just kind of (laughs) stunned and I am in awe of the generosity of people who have made this possible. So we have been able to provide dozens of women with coaching, hundreds of women with resources, of course, we do that. We have provided uh, over a hundred moms and kids with Christmas blessings over the holiday season. So that was tremendous just to know that those moms and kids would have gifts under their tree and otherwise they wouldn't have had that opportunity. And we have done a couple of grocery showers for mothers in transition. So before they can get to their local and state resources and get um, the qualifications for SNAP and EBT and food stamps and all those things. Sometimes there's a transition period of a couple weeks and we just want to make sure that people are not going hungry. So we have done a couple of grocery showers and just amazing to see people responding to these needs. So HeatherElizabeth.org will connect you to those things. And if you would like to donate to Honor Project Movement, you can just simply go to HonorProjectMovement.org. And I just had a dear friend stop by yesterday and help me work on updating some things on our website. We're getting more official now. It's starting to look more official. And you can just click on the Donate tab and do your year-end giving. Or any time of the year giving, we appreciate and are grateful. So very grateful. So to shift... Two, the holidays that were just coming through, and a lot of us are still in holiday mode because that week between, oh my gosh, that week between Christmas and New Year's is just like, what day is it? What time is it? What should I be doing? You feel like, yeah, there's a thousand things I could be doing, but you're also just wanting to rest and recover, let your body heal a little bit that's okay too. So trying to find this delicate balance between, should I be doing something? And I'm done. I'm done. I just need to crash. So on Christmas morning at seven o'clock in the morning, I wrote this poem, we'll call it. It's called a gentle Christmas prayer. So a couple of months ago, I saw where someone had posted that their therapist, um, instead of saying, have a merry Christmas just began to make the transition to have a gentle Christmas. And I like that so much because people are coming through a year and a season that may not feel merry and forcing merriment and forcing happiness and forcing joy is not helpful when you're in a state of shock, when you're in a state of trauma, when you're coming out of abuse. And so I have adapted and I'm trying to be very intentional about using the word gentle now. This prayer could be read and spoken any time of the year, but I wrote it on Christmas morning and titled it A Gentle Christmas Prayer. And so I'm going to start off with this. In the midst of all you may be facing, I pray that Christmas will be gentle to you. In the midst of chaos and confusion, I pray that peace surpasses understanding. In the midst of sorrow and regret, I pray that comfort... Tenderly holds your hand. In the midst of loneliness and loss, I pray that true friends softly move towards you. In the midst of sickness and fatigue, I pray that healing flows through you. In the midst of mental overwhelm, I pray that calm soothes your troubled mind. In the midst of disappointment and doubt, I pray that hope illuminates your way. In the midst of hatred and betrayal, I pray that love wraps you in a warm embrace. In the midst of all you may be facing, I pray that Christmas will be gentle to you. That is my prayer for you at Christmas, and that is my prayer for you every day. And I will probably be writing this up in two forms, (laughs) and having it specifically for Christmas and then having it for any time of the year as well. I did a little survey question inside of our group and just said, how are you all doing Christmas? It's the day after. There's a lot of times that we have, you know, that Letdale. when we were children, we were revving up for the magic of Christmas and the mystery of Christmas and the, just all the surprises and the hopes of what we would be receiving for gifts and the time we would be together with family and the special foods we'd be eating. And then it's over it's over. And I know for me, I felt a real sense of letdown, partly because of things that are just ongoing. It had nothing to do with Christmas, but it's just kind of accentuated at Christmas. And then partly because there is so much preparation and thought that goes into Christmas and then if you are not seen and someone does not acknowledge you or appreciate the hard work that you put into making Christmas special, if there's not a thank you for the gift that you chose and you spent a lot of time and hard-earned money going into that gift, perhaps you prepared a special meal and nobody was even hungry or appreciative or wanted to eat it. Those things are Really cause us to feel let down. Those things cause us to feel unseen and unappreciated. And so I had just all of this coming at me. And if there's conflict, if there's unresolved uh, relationship conflict and things that are just there and you feel, um, if there's a sense of dread going into the new year, if people really are not happy at their stage of life, if you are carrying weight for your children right now, there's nothing that causes me to feel heavier and sadder than knowing that my kids are suffering. Maybe they're not happy in their jobs. Maybe they're not happy in their relationships. Maybe they have a lot of pressure with bills. Who doesn't right now have that? And so all those things just weigh on us as mamas. We, we carry that weight heavy upon us. So I chose to give myself a lot of a grace this week. I, I intentionally booked a massage for detox. Got all those essential oils on my body. And just wanted to boost my immune system and get flush bad things out of my body and just detox the emotions all of the stored stress and trauma that stays inside of our bodies. thats Massage is not just about being pampered, y'all. It is a medicinal, it is a medical necessity for getting yuck out of our bodies. And I hope and pray for more and more insurance companies to cover massage because it is a healing modality. It is a way to get bad things out of us, emotional, physical stress, all the things and so I made sure that I booked that. I didn't, I didn't um, schedule a bunch of errands that day. I just went into town, got my massage, and came home. Something that I enjoy doing um, each year during the post-holiday season and through the winter months is I rewatch the Downton Abbey series. That's just something I started doing years ago because the new series would start in January. And so I would go back and watch, and even though we don't have the new series any longer, I find it just kind of a comfortable thing to settle in. Characters become, like, part of your family sometimes, and that's just one thing I do. Although I will say, trigger warning, that show does have a lot of traumatic events in it, so it is not void of trauma. Just FYI and TW for you. Here's a quote. Um, I do not know who the originator, the originator, The person who penned this is, but trauma anniversaries can bring sadness as you grieve the life you had before trauma or what you've lost along the way. That is so true during the season. The holidays can be filled with trauma anniversaries. Your body keeps the score and just because it's the holiday and people are singing about the most wonderful time of the year does not mean that those things just fade. They don't fade. They're real. So if you've lived through trauma and abuse, these days may be extra hard days. Abusers love to sabotage special occasions, holidays, and birthdays. If you have been with an abuser for any period of time, that may have just been an aha moment. You're thinking back to your birthday. You're thinking back to every Christmas. You're thinking back to all these other holidays. And you're like, oh my gosh, how is it that somehow all of those days I remember crying, sobbing, because he sabotaged those days. Be gentle with yourself. Hold your boundaries. If someone is not safe 364 days a year, they're not going to be safe at Christmas. As a matter of fact, most people are worse off during the holidays. They're more abusive during the holidays. Um, So just be kind and be gentle with yourself and know going into things um, what... (laughs) what to expect. When someone has showed you who they are, believe them. Don't believe that things are going to just get better uh, all of a sudden. That's not usually typically the way that things work. You know, I could honestly, I could honestly just scroll through our group and create podcasts off of posts. There's just so much good content. If you are a woman who's rebuilding your life after abuse, and you're not yet part of the Held and Healed community, please join us. Held and Healed Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. I have um, 70 some requests that I need to go through in the next couple of days. I'll probably wait till next week. Um, I kind of let that go for a couple weeks as I was in this rest recovery mode, but I simply asked the day after Christmas, how are y'all doing? And there's like 129 comments, and some of these are heavy. I'm not reading these because they are private, because the group is private, but just to say, you're not alone. You're not alone. It's hard. It's very hard. Some of the circumstances that people are in right now, Christmas doesn't make you have a safe home. Christmas doesn't make your abuser stop abusing you. Christmas doesn't make finances suddenly appear. Um, If anything, it depletes them. So I'm just scrolling here to see. It feels like there was another post. We also have our Not So Serious Saturday post. And this past week, 463 comments, y'all. So probably at least 400 of those are memes, silly, funny memes to make you laugh. We do this every Saturday, and then we we just have that time of connection with one another. And my favorite one for the week is look at this weather being all springy and cute like it didn't just try to kill us last week. Oh my gosh, we had freezing rain below zero into the negative 20s and even colder with wind chill temperatures, and then yesterday it was 60, and I was sitting outside getting sun on my skin. Crazy bizarre, bizarre weather. And I know that most of the country was experiencing that. So I want to just go through um, some of the things that I, I spoke on in our Held and Healed Holiday Help Workshop. I'm not going to go into all of it, because the workshop has all of the information, but I'm just going to go through the outline. And remind you that during the holiday season, it's okay to admit you need some guidance. You need some tips. You need some tools. And this is from someone who has been walking this journey for at least 25 years. I've been learning about setting boundaries, especially around the holidays, because family and toxic um, extended family and all the things has given me all kinds of experience and opportunity to learn to set boundaries. And even as I helped other people with this, there were some things that I wish I had done differently. So every year I tweak it a little bit and I go a little bit easier on myself. I'm a little bit more gentle with myself. I remove more expectations from myself. And yeah, even after 25 years, I'm still learning. So in our first session, we talked about the held and healed holiday and I reiterated the importance of healthy habits. So just again, I'm reminding you that this is not the time of year to let those good, healthy things go. This is the time to dig in and say, I need to take better care of myself instead of letting myself go. So sleeping six to eight hours a night Many people are struggling with that this time of the year. They stay up really late trying to catch up on things. So it's really important to go back and look at our spoons, see how many of those we actually have to work with, be realistic, use gift bags instead of wrapping you guys' gift bags in seconds, you're done. Wrapping, I've heard of people hurting their backs, bending over for hours, it's not necessary. If you have a small child that loves to unwrap and you want to watch the joy on their faces, that's fine. Adults can handle gift bags. It's just a thing. Hydrating, eating whole foods, and not giving in to all of the sugar and all of the stuff that makes us very, 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 very sick. Taking our supplements, moving our body, spending time outside. When it was super cold, you know, negative 20, that's a little bit more difficult to do. But then yesterday, you better believe it, I was outside letting the sun soak through my skin. Setting and keeping your appointments, especially where it comes to your health and your mental health. Spending time with your safe friends. Let me talk about this for a minute. Um, Something really precious happened this week. Um, I have two friends that I've introduced to one another and we are making it more of a regular thing to get together we got together a couple days before christmas i guess it was a week before christmas and just had a really lovely ladies night in good food rich conversation and then we were trying to schedule our next time together and we were going back and forth through text and the friend who was hosting was like well what is like um january 13 and 14 look like And we were all looking like, I was thinking, oh man, that's like weeks away. I don't want to wait that long to see them. And then all of a sudden she's like, how about tonight? Are you guys free tonight? Can you all come over for dinner tonight and I'll cook for you? And I was like, yes, please. Yes, please. And so impromptu, the three of us who live an hour apart, like one is 40 minutes and one's 20 minutes and I'm kind of in the middle. We impromptu said, let's do this thing. And Partly because our schedules are not so jam-packed that we don't have that kind of flexibility. So yay for that, right? And partly because we just wanted to be together. And it meant the world to me to have someone cook me a delicious meal. She's always attentive to that. She's attentive to what I can and cannot eat. And I can't say enough about what that means to someone who has food sensitivities and allergies and restrictions when someone takes time to really know you and know what you can and cannot eat instead of making you feel stupid and small and like you're an annoyance and a bother oh my gosh thank you my sweet friend for seeing me and thank you for cooking for me and thank you to the friends who when we get together there's leftovers and they say you can keep that and then I don't have to cook for two days you have no idea leftovers food that I can eat is my love language So that time with safe friends is so important. Gratitudes and goodness glimmers. I have been being very intentional about this the last several months. And I think I'm going to create a workshop around this. But taking time to just share the things we're grateful for. Look for the glimmers of goodness in our lives. Tune into our bodies and how we're feeling and our senses of taste, touch, smell, our hearing, And just slowing down our lives and our rhythms enough to be aware of the goodness around us. And so one question I asked at the end of that is what's one healthy habit that you want to focus on during the holiday season and even going into the new year? What is one thing you know that you need to strengthen so that your life is more balanced and healthy? We also talked about traditions and Asking yourself and your kids which traditions are important to us and which ones are we just hanging on to because we feel a sense of obligation. And that's a really important thing to um, to find out and to personalize what makes Christmas Christmas for you and for your kiddos. And if it's not a thousand things, it probably isn't. Determine what it is and take the pressure off of yourself of trying to keep up with everything that your generation did, everything your parents' generation did, everything your grandparents did, everything you see on Pinterest and Instagram that you think you need to incorporate. Listen, there's only enough hours in a day. There's only enough days in a week and people are just running themselves ragged trying to do all the things that everybody else is doing and then financially, who can keep up with all that? So pick one to three traditions that everybody loves, or ask everybody what are one, you know one what's one, two, or three things you love and find where there's overlap, and then create a list of five to six things for the holiday season that your whole family loves. And focus on that instead of twenty or thirty things. You know, is decorating a big deal? Do they like a fresh tree or is an artificial one okay is gift giving do they prefer several smaller gifts or one larger gift do they love stockings this is something that really um i did another like facebook poll or conversation or thread and a lot of people really do love stockings well then what do they like in their stockings set a budget stockings can get expensive very quickly so i have enough people to buy for um six or more people So I need to keep my stocking budget between $20 and $30 a person because that adds up very quickly. Um, Start new traditions. We talked about a chosen family, a found family, or a misfit Christmas party with people who don't have anyone to be with. Christmas carol, visit those who are shut in and retirement homes, etc. Put on Christmas PJs and watch Christmas movies. That's one of my all-time favorites. Bundle up, fill your mugs with hot cocoa, drive around and look at lights. Have a game night, a puzzle night, a movie picnic night with Christmas movies on the floor. And then the question is, what are some of your favorite traditions and what is one new one that you would like to add that does not have memories or trauma associated from the past? That's really important. Same thing with holiday foods. Don't try to keep up with everything that your grandmother did or your mother did. I'm finding more and more people want very simple things at christmas thanksgiving maybe more about the food christmas is more about the gathering the being together playing games watching movies so keep your menu and this is one thing i will do very differently next year keep your menu simple and maybe something that you prepare ahead of time and ask other people to pitch in next year it will be something very very simple this year i tried to create a special meal but No one was actually even hungry and they wanted to do gifts instead and then the food was getting cold and it was the type of meal that needed to be eaten while it was hot. So I won't do that next year. Next year I'll go more the route of finger foods that you can come and go and we can open gifts as people are doing that. So lesson learned. So what is your favorite Christmas treat or meal? What food, recipe, signifies to you and your family that it's Christmas. We talked about the holiday budget. this is really important. I definitely went overboard this year um, but that was by choice. I I just wanted to do some extra special things uh, for my boys especially. but next year I will go back to my budget and I will stick with it. Make sure you're not going into debt and buying things for people that they don't need or they won't appreciate. Focus on things that you can give that may not require a dollar um, sign attached. Babysitting services. Landscaping. <clears throat> if someone offered to detail my vehicle right now, my van, <clears throat> that would be over the moon, y'all. Over the moon. Housekeeping, photography, run errands, power washing, gutter cleaning, uh, maintaining the vehicle, doing like an oil change or a tire rotation for someone, cooking, baking, Whatever's in your hand, give that. So ask yourself that question What's something that I love to do, I enjoy doing, and it may not cost me a lot of money? And let that be the base for your Christmas gift giving next year. And then in our second session, we talked about pursuing safety and sanity during the holidays. And so one thing I really encourage is accepting, asking for, and accepting people's help. So. When you are in that season of transition and you do not have a lot, um, I want to begin next year, probably in the fall, finding out what are the resources in our community and helping moms connect with toy drives and different things where they can go get gifts for their kiddos. We did bless 100 mamas and kids this year, but I know there are thousands of women in our group that could have used resources. And so I want to be more proactive next year at creating kind of like a checklist of places where people can go to see what resources are available in their communities and making sure that these, these kiddos especially have gifts under the tree. So look for those national, local resources to help with gifts, food, a tree, et cetera. Even reach out to your local Christmas tree farms and say, hey, would you have, you know, three to five Christmas trees that you would be willing to donate to an abuse survivor who's in transition and then connect the mamas to those resources. If someone does ask you how they can help, give them a specific list and let them choose what's in their price point, what's in their um, time restrictions. I even created an Amazon wish list because sometimes when people ask you, you have no idea what to say just off the top of your head. And so a friend was asking me um, if there was some item that I would get a lot of use out of and could be very useful, which I appreciate that, you guys. I'm not really a stuff person, but there may be something for my kitchen that would make life easier in my kitchen. There may be treats. Uh, One sweet friend sent me several cases of vegan chocolate. How thoughtful. I will have chocolate for months and months, y'all. Um, a couple other friends sent me things for my stocking, knowing that stockings are important to me. I even bought a couple things for my own stocking this year because I didn't know that was happening. So I had a really fun stocking this year. So when I say accept help from others, what do you feel when I say that? Does that cause you to kind of cringe a little bit and be like, no, because maybe you've asked for help in the past and it hasn't been available. It's been denied and the rejection stings. I get that. But that doesn't mean that there aren't good people out there. So it was such a just a faith builder for me to see people step up in our community and beyond to provide these mamas with the Christmas gathering that they all went home with a gift for themselves to put under the tree that the kids picked out. They went home with gift cards to go buy things for their children. They also went home with a bag filled with yummy things to create a Christmas movie picnic, which is one of my favorite traditions. And I wanted to just kind of put that out there for these mamas and kids. Another thing that's really makes me come alive and makes me feel like it's the holiday season, like nothing else, is blessing other people. And so you see needs and you're aware of needs, even in the midst of your own need, I promise you that if you help somebody else you're going to feel blessed in the process. So look around you who needs a smile or a listening ear. It may be simple as just smiling at somebody, opening a door for someone, telling them to have a good day. That does not require any money. (laughs) Um, Someone may need help with a simple task that may take 30 minutes. Say to a friend that you know is in need, I only have 30 minutes. If I come by your house for 30 minutes, what is something I could help you with? Seriously, this would just bless my socks off, y'all. If you have more like two hours, then they could be more specific of things they have. Who just needs a smile or a listening ear offer that? Who would be blessed by a plate of Christmas cookies or a visit from carolers or help putting a festive meal on the table? Maybe you have a special thing that you make and you're known for that specific casserole or specific soup or something, just offer to give that person in need an item to make their Christmas meal better. Who needs some gifts to put under the tree, go ahead and use social media and present a need anonymously. Don't put out people's names or the details of their lives. Just say, hey, I have a friend who needs some Christmas cheer who would like to help. Use Venmo, PayPal, get the money directly to your friend if they need help with picking up gifts and things like that because they can't get out, offer to do that. All of these things range from being free to more costly, but we can all do something to help somebody else feel seen and loved. One of my absolute favorite Christmas traditions is dropping off gifts to single women throughout the week of Christmas and just letting her know that she's seen. And those big, big, comfy fleecy blankets that costco carries every year there's a couple different brands the comfort home comfort i think life comfort maybe is the brand jardin and something those blankets are the bomb and we give them and say you are being wrapped in love every time you use this we want you to know that you're seen and you're loved and you're hugged um just pick up a couple of those at the beginning of december and then pray about who needs a hug Surround yourself with safe and loving people. You're an adult and you get to choose now, for the most part, who you spend time with. If someone, again, is not safe 364 days a year, they're not going to be safe on Christmas. Go into your situations knowing that with a plan, with your safe people. Never be alone with the abuser. Have your car keys so that you can leave if you need to leave. Set a time limit. Stick with that time limit. Leave before people get stupid. Important. What are characteristics of safe people? What makes someone feel safe to you? What is something that you plan to do at Christmas or any time of year so that you are with your safe people? Set your boundaries and hold them. If you have boundaries to protect yourself throughout the year, don't just throw them to the wind because it's a holiday. And if you're no to low contact with people, maintain that stance through the holiday. Establish who those safe people are. Keep them close by. And what topics are unsafe? Avoid them. And if something comes up that you're not comfortable with, you can either walk away. You can say, I'm not comfortable with the the conversation that we're having right now. I'm choosing not to answer. I don't feel comfortable answering that question. Politics, religion, family conflict, your weight, body, people making comments about your body. That is not acceptable. What is one boundary that you've set and you've successfully held? And one new boundary that you will set to give you success this holiday season and beyond. So I know that we're a couple days post-Christmas, but these things are still relevant um, all year long. And I just pray that you will have a blessed end to the year 2022 and a peaceful transition into 2023. I will be coming back on here And probably a week or so to talk about one word. So if you're listening ahead of time, be thinking about a word to focus on. I do not do New Year's resolutions for many reasons, but I do choose intentionally one word each year to focus on as I start the new year. And it's usually an area that I need to grow in, an area where I want to learn And I want to dive more deeply. So my word for 2022 was peace. I feel like I barely scratched the surface. And I started learning about nervous system regulation. And I was like, oh, that's peace producing. Learning how to regulate calm and soothe our nervous systems does create peace. And I was like, you know what? I'm carrying the word peace into 2023 because I have so much more. So much more to learn about that word. And it's not necessarily that life and circumstances are going to get any easier because as I look at some of the things that are coming in the new year, they're not going to be easy. They're not going to be light, but my ability to learn how to be calm in the midst of chaos, that's what's going to, that's what's going to grow. That's what's going to change and learning how to soothe myself in less than calm situations, learning how to regulate, learning how to speak kindness over myself and encouragement over myself. And the things that I say to myself, I, if I wouldn't say that to a safe and loving, trusted friend, I should not say it to myself. So these are all elements that are going to produce peace in my life. So, um, I hope that this has encouraged you in some way, giving you some practical tools. Um, another little thing I'm going to put out there as a resource is Scribed, S C R I B D, no E in the middle, S C R I B D. I was just told about this in the middle of the night by a dear, dear friend. It is a book service where you can get ebooks and audiobooks, and it's only eleven ninety nine a month. And I have already started. I I owned the book, but I hadn't read it yet. I have started Andy Kolber's Try Softer. If you want a good way to start out the new year, (laughs) this book is a fresh approach to move us out of anxiety, stress, and survival mode and into a life of connection and joy. Try Softer. So I am doing both. I'm listening on Audible while reading the actual text in my hand, because even if I listen to something on an Audible option, an audiobook, I want to still have the actual book that I can go back and mark up and quote from and have in my hands. So Try Softer by Andi Colbert, highly recommend. This is a great way to pursue peace. And then if you are also part of Held and Healed, we are going to be doing K.J. Ramsey's The Lord is My Courage. We're going to take it one chapter a month and do a monthly check-in and go through that powerful book. It really is a great book to use as a devotional, as a meditation, and take it slowly. So anything by K.J. Ramsey and this Try Softer by Andy Kolbler will be peace producing and these women are therapists. They also understand and have a foundational, biblical foundation. They understand the brain body connection. They also understand and have the lived experiences of trauma and abuse. And they come from that angle, and it's precious. So, those are my two recommendations and the scribed app that you can get unlimited books. Many, many are in an audiobook form. I find that listening and reading with my eyes at the same time, I'm going to retain things more. So I had this huge stack of books that I bought in 2022, but I hadn't actually read. And now my goal is to get through several before I purchase it anymore <laughs> and to make 2023 a year of just soaking up all this goodness. So I pray that you are feeling held even as you're being healed and I will see you in the new year.